Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I'm sharing with you the new guest in our next hour. In this hour, I'm about to say our next hour. What in heaven's What's going on with me tonight? What is going on? I can't get it together. Help me, y'all. Help me. <laughs> uh, so in this hour, we are talking with our beloved. She is no stranger to the show. We all have met her and love her. And for those of you that have not, I will share with you. Her name is Jude Hussein, and she was born in Jerusalem, but is a lifelong resident of North Philadelphia. Yes, she is. She passionately advocates for all communities, specifically underserved communities, though, immigrants and black and brown populations. Yes, yes, yes. With extensive experience in strategy development for nonprofit, political, and youth serving organizations, she currently serves as the Director of State Advocacy for the Pennsylvania State Senate as the only Arab staffer in the General Assembly. And she's a doll baby. She's one of my beloveds too, one of my boots. So <laughs> family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than the beautiful Jude Hussein. Hello there, beautiful. How are Hi, you? Hi, Carol. <laughs> I'm good. I love being on with you. And so this was the highlight of my day. Hi, guys. Yeah, good, good. We always love when you come. We really do. We really do. Every, first of all, it's all coming along well with you and your family is all well. How's grandma? Grandma is doing okay in the West Bank and Palestine. Uh, she's trying to hang in there along with my aunt and all my cousins. But um, we're praying for for a ceasefire soon. And so I'm um, really proud of all the advocacy that's happening here and globally. And so we're praying. And grandmama is how old? How, She's no, 109 old? years old. 109. Mm-hmm. God bless her. Mm-hmm. Wait, did she just have a birthday? So uh, that's an interesting question. I feel like we celebrate her birthday every single day. Okay. Yeah, well, that's how we do it. <laughs> yeah, I would too. D- if, mm-hmm. I had, uh, if I had a gram, if, if my gram was still here, I would celebrate her birthday every mm-hmm. single day. Both of them, actually, I would celebrate their birthdays every single day. So mm-hmm. I understand that. That's such a blessing. Such a blessing. Uh, Ms. Joanne shares, hey there, Jude, praying along with you daily. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, Ms. I love so love. So you know what, Jude? I know you come back and you visit with us regularly. This is Jude's segment. And Jude always has um some interesting information to share and topics um to discuss with mm-hmm. us. But I would love for you, if you don't mind, to share with our family members who may not have seen or heard our prior conversations what your your actual job is in the Pennsylvania Senate and what it, det- it entails. 
Absolutely. So I serve as director of state advocacy uh, for Senator Art Haywood, who is absolutely such a wonderful thought partner in the Pennsylvania Senate and a community leader in district and beyond. And so my role spans across the Commonwealth as it relates to different statewide initiatives. For example, uh, I have an initiative uh, ending campus racism. And so that is encompassing all the state higher ed, college campuses, um, and meeting with black and brown students to hear their experiences um, as it relates to being on these campuses and the racial discrimination that they face. Uh, so that is one of my initiatives as well as um, uh, raising the wage across Pennsylvania. We are still at $7.25, y'all. That is absolutely not okay. We are in last place. Uh, the only reason why we're at $7.25, we would still be at $7.10 if it wasn't for a federal mandate, but really trying to form advocacy and coalitions around there to, you know, educate neighbors, but also, um, across the board, uh, really advocate for everyone's human rights and dignity that live in the state of Pennsylvania. And so those are just uh, a few of the things that I work on. Um, but I'm an advocate of all kinds. And so whatever comes up, we try to tackle on, especially as it relates to uh, some of those items. That's a lot. That's a full plate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Full plate. You mm -hmm. know, one thing I've never asked you when you visited with us in the past is what can we do as civilians, as consumers? What, what, what can we do to help with these initiatives? Absolutely. So um, for every initiative, if you go to senatorhaywood.com, there is a mailing list that everyone can sign up to keep updated. But specifically for any campus racism, if anyone has gone to a Pennsylvania State College, I urge you guys to go out there and call up your alma mater and ask these um, institutions what they're doing to support black and brown students to see them through graduation, to also make it a safe and inclusive community for all of these black and brown students because they deserve um, as much safety, um, as much inclusivity as we can possibly do for them as they go outside of, you know, usually they're from cities. They're usually from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and the major cities across Pennsylvania. And then they go into more of the rural areas where they are very much the minority. And sometimes um, a lot of the time actually experience uh, racial discrimination in and outside of the classroom. And so um, I urge everyone that went to a state school to uh, pick up the phone, call the, call your alma mater. Um, you guys can contact me as well and we can go over a script, but also getting to know your legislators, both House and Senate, right? Like what are they doing? What are they up to? Um and letting them know that everyone deserves to live on a living wage, right? It doesn't matter whether your senator or um, House rep is Democrat or Republican. You got to let them know to keep fighting for it because uh, there's over 350,000 neighbors across the state that make um, less than, you know, eight bucks. And so we really have to um, advocate for them, too. Wow. Wow. You know, as you, first of all, thank you for sharing that information with us because I was totally unaware. But mm -hmm. um, as it pertains to the racism on college campuses, has there been an uptick? Or has there, has the, the number, of, the statistic um, always been high as it pertains to um, racism towards 
So um, a lot of the time, students don't feel safe to report it, right? Unless you're sitting in a safe space with them because they're afraid of retaliation, right? A lot of these students are, you know, first generation or they're taking care of their families or... Um, uh, they don't want to. They don't want to fail their course because they took out a lot of loans to even be on on that campus, and so um, it's become normalized, right? Until it's not, and uh, it becomes an isolated bubble for them, where you know they think it's okay to be treated this way um, when it's clearly of racial discrimination, right? You have um, students transferring out of you know STEM courses because they're mm-hmm. told by you know a professor that. Uh, well, you know, you're black or brown, you'll never make it in a STEM. And so this is really real. And these are real experiences that happen often. Um, but no, we know that black and brown individuals, you know, whether African American, whether um, they're Palestinian, whether um, they're any background um, mm-hmm. that are black and brown and identify as such can be doctors, can be engineers, can be mm-hmm. musicians, mm-hmm. can be all sorts of things. Um, but as you know, Carol, right, being in the classroom, it's really critical. Um, that's, you're so impressionable, right? Like the world is your oyster until it's yes. not. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. This world mm-hmm. in which we live, you, there's so much it's to process. There's so mm-hmm. much to process. Oh my goodness. So I do want to share this. Cheryl is sending some love to you. She says, thank you for joining Cheryl. us. Jude. Thank you so much for joining us. So Jude, what will you share with us today? What will our conversation be today? Mm. So um, I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, the mayoral transition teams. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, we had a discussion of how many people are on all of these transition teams. And it seems like there is quite a few of them. And so the number can go up to 600 individuals on different transition teams. And so um, that's what it's ticking up to be. Um, and so... Yeah, we'll see. But there's so many different transition teams and um, really, really looking into the new year and what to expect um, in the city of Philadelphia with the first black woman mayor, which is yes. fantastic. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So okay, for those of us who may be unaware or may have limited knowledge, can you talk with us about a transition team and what the re- responsibilities of a transition team are. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So people assume that it's um, one huge team to kind of lead the way into an entry of a new mayor, but you need transition teams in order to kind of pass the torch from, you know, Mayor Kenny to Mayor elect Parker, right? Like who is going to really um, tell you uh, where different projects are, um, are or what their progress on there. And so what happens is the incoming mayor-elect puts together different transition teams um, that span from different topic areas. And so you see arts and culture, that's Mm -hmm. a transition team. Someone chairs it, someone co-chairs it, and then they have about, you know, 10 or, you know, 15 individuals for that committee. Then there's a housing committee. Someone chairs it, co-chairs it, they have 10, 15 different individuals. And so there's an education committee and they come from different topics. And what they do is the chair convenes all of these members um, in a few different meetings leading up into the new year to discuss, you know, um, resumes, to discuss priorities, to discuss jobs that 
are associated with that committee um, and they review resumes, they review potential candidates and they put it forth. And so that is what encompasses a transition team. And more recently, um, uh, Mayor-elect Parker convened an intergovernmental roundtable that um, encompasses federal, uh, state, and city officials to really demonstrate that um, there will be intergovernmental um, cooperation between um, uh, layers of government. And so this is a first of its kind. Um, we kind of assume that a uh, government works together, right? Layers of government that represent the Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia County, um, and Pennsylvania in general would work together. But this really demonstrates, um, can she bring together, uh, different people in one room? And so, uh, that there was a small snapshot of that for that announcement. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you for that, uh, mm-hmm. information. So what, what is the average number of members in a transition team? What, what is it? That's a that's a really great question. So right now we're looking at six hundred. It's really up to. Um, there's not a rule that I'm aware of that it has to be an X amount of number. But people forget that it's not just a cabinet we have to look at. We have to look at agencies across um, the city of Philadelphia, whether that's Parks and Recs, whether that's the fleet, uh, whether that's MDO, whether that's the Commerce uh, Department, um, the Health Department. And so um, really trying to have an easy transition from one mayor to the next, because if we see a gap of some sort, what happens is that the city doesn't run the way it should, right? Mm-hmm. And so if um, Kenny, Mayor Kenny and his team decides, hey, you guys figure it out and learn how to govern. I mean, the city still needs to run on January 2nd and 3rd, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, Mayor Lex Parker's first day or her 500th day, right? Sure. And so if there is a gap of some sort where a position isn't filled, um, that's super, super critical. We can talk about sanitation, leading that and scheduling, right? And they don't have anyone filled or the person from the previous administration didn't stay and that was an oversight. What do we see, right? right. We don't see a city functioning. That is super, super critical in a major city. And so it's very important for transition to run as smoothly as can be. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always hiccups, but um, the city still needs to function and she still needs to govern. Sure, sure, indeed, indeed, indeed. Whew, family, hey there, OMG. In this second hour, are we talking about some things? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> and if you have just joined us, welcome. Welcome to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick. We are joined by our beloved Jude Hussein in this hour. And we are talking about the Mayor-elect Mayor Parker's transition team. We're talking about... What's come with our city, our beloved city, our outlook of the city? I'm excited about what's to come. I will share that. I definitely am. I definitely, I'm, well, it's a new beginning. You know, I feel good about that, a new beginning. Um, I do want to share that Joey is joining us. Hey there, Joey Dixon is sharing peace. He said, peace, everybody. Well, peace right back to you. We always receive it and we love it when you share it. Family, we're going to take just a short commercial break, but stay with us because you know we're coming. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. 
Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are joined in this hour with our beloved Jude Hussein, who is talking with us about Mayor-elect Parker's transition team. Uh, you know you're invited to the conversation. And if you don't know, well, how about I'm telling you now. You are invited to do the conversation. Feel free to share a comment on our socials, or you can even give us a call. You can do that by dialing 215-634-8065. You can even call us toll free. You can do that by dialing 1-866-361-0900. As a matter of fact, one of our family members is on the phone lines now waiting to join the conversation. Hi there, Diane from South Philly is calling online. Hi, Carol. Welcome to the How conversation. Hi, beautiful. I will not complain. How are you? <laughs> you know, you have a beautiful spirit. I love listening to you every night. You lift up my spirit. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank you so much for the great work that you do in the evening. Yeah. And uh, I want to you. You're welcome. And Miss June, your name is June? Your June. Name? Mm-hmm. Oh, June, I'm so excited about Sherelle. Uh, Don't even worry about it. Uh, uh, Parker, I'm so excited. I've never been excited. I've been, you know, I'm happy to get married, but something about her is different. You know, it's different. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, she, like the police commissioner, a great, po- great choice. And what I want to know, you know, Commissioner, Fire Commissioner Adam Till, uh, Till, I believe, you know, he's a guest every of every um second Saturday of the month. And he come on himself. You know, he's a commissioner and he take the time to come on W U R D and what mm-hmm. I want he's doing a great job as a commissioner. I want to know is his name on the list for the fire commissioner? Is his name on the list? I'm not too sure. We can look that up for you and find that out though. Yes, because he would be a good choice because he, he, he's doing a great, great job. And he has compassion for the work, you know? So, so I hope he's on that list, yes. Uh-oh, of getting appointed to, to the fire. Is that what you, to getting appointed for a position? No, I'm talking about the fire commissioner. Uh, mm. Fire commissioner Till, Adam Till. He's the fire commissioner now. So no appointments and no positions have been made public, which is a little bit concerning besides the police commissioner. And so usually at this time... I know they had, you know, three different people, you know, they interviewed three different people for that. Even our current commissioner, you know, he's the, um, he's taken over, what what you call it? Temporary commissioner. He's doing a good job too. But um, the choice that uh, Sherelle Parker, uh, Mayor Collette, that was a good choice. That was a really good choice. But for the commissioner, I think his name is Buckner. What's his name? Buck, what's his name? Commissioner Buck, Buckle? Is his name Buckle? Commissioner Buckle? No, I'm lost. I don't I'm know. Sure. He's going to be the next uh, police. Uh, he's going to be the next police. He did a great job in school because when my children was in school, they was locking black boys up like it was like no tomorrow. They locked my mm-hmm. son up for nothing. And if we didn't have the money to pay for attorney, my son probably would have been st- stupid stuff. You know, you don't lock mm-hmm. kids up for stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. But he changed that. When he, you know, became the head of the school district, the police, uh, uh, of the chief police person of the school district, he changed that. So mm-hmm. I think he's he a very, very good choice. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, Bethel. Mm-hmm. He's definitely I thought you said, but yes, Kevin Bethel. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Choice. Mm, mm. Yeah, but thank you, Carol, for allowing me to speak. Thank you so much. No, thank you for joining the conversation. And thank you so much for your compliment. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Family, I'm talking to you. Yes, 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 I am. You two are invited to join the conversation. We're talking with Jude Hussein, and we're talking about Mayor-elect Parker's transition team. We're talking about a few things, actually, but in this moment, that's what we're discussing. And uh, feel free, because the phone lines are open, so you can give us a call, or you can share a comment on our socials. So Jude, I... I have a few questions for you, actually. But uh, when leadership changes, does it affect your job? And if so, in what ways? Mm -hmm. So my job specifically, well, we Mm -hmm. have, um, uh, it doesn't really affect my position or my job besides just making sure that all of us are aligned on all the same things for uh, the benefit of all the communities that we serve. And so we put community first in the office that I work for. And Mm -hmm. so uh, really trying to support Mayor-elect Parker to their best ability is our number one priority. Um, And we stand very firm on that. Uh, uh, So we're looking forward to her. But in terms of my position, it doesn't uh, affect my position at all, besides just making sure we provide the necessary support for her and her team, which is going to be really critical moving into the new year. And you were sharing with our caller um, about um, some concerns because mm-hmm. some individuals have not yet been named. Um, why exactly and why particularly is it concerning at this time? Absolutely. Uh, so it's a little bit concerning uh, that we've only heard one personnel decision being made. And one thing that I uh, could admire about Marilette Parker is she said that the police commissioner will be the number one announcement as it relates to personnel. And that's exactly what she did, which is fantastic. Um, the concern is that there are no other personnel decisions that have been announced. And so we're moving closer into Christmas break with no personnel personnel decisions being announced, whether who's going to be MDO, who's going to be a part of her cabinet. And the closer we get with no one knowing what's going on is a little bit concerning because I mentioned she still needs to govern, right? She still needs a really good team. And what we're also seeing is maybe um, individuals not wanting to work for a new mayor and not wanting to work for city government. Um, and so really, what is her team doing to make sure uh, that they're communicating uh, these things are at the forefront and, and being prioritized? Because we need to know who's doing what. I mean, just as neighbors. Sure, sure. So now, what are your individual thoughts on what kind of staff? is needed or necessary for the incoming mayoral leadership. Absolutely. Her, her close team, her chief, her uh, comms person, her cabinet uh, really need to be made up of individuals that are well-rounded, diverse, and not afraid to really present her with all details, um, with maybe conflicting opinions, even as it relates to her, to really showcase um, how neighbors feel across the city of Philadelphia and not just one kind of neighbor. Uh, Because there's a lot of pressure coming into this, right? First woman, 
first African-American woman, 100th mayor. I mean, we're looking at a lot of pressure on Mayor-elect Parker, and she needs to surround herself with staff that is able to handle that pressure, be transparent, Mm -hmm. be thorough, and respond to neighbors. And so those are really key um, uh, uh, people she needs to surround herself with. So I'm curious to know when you, when you just shared about the challenges about uh, the individuals that have not yet been, been named, you know, the challenges that we're facing right now, that some individuals do not want to work in them, some, some of the issues that these individuals may have. Is that common? You know, it's not as common. It's been more common recently and okay. with a lot of... Um, with a lot of what has been coming out surrounding Mayor-elect Parker's camp um, and uh, just what has come out in the Enquirer, we're seeing a little bit of a distance where people are unsure what is coming out of her camp, um, but still want to support her, still want her to have the greatest support. But we're looking at individuals who are weary of joining. And so I've heard uh, more so that, you know, can we uh, really trust, you know, the individual's you know, that are there. And I think it's really important that Mayor-elect Parker's team is made up of individuals that um, are are as thoughtful as can be because we want all neighbors to feel seen and heard. Understood, understood. Uh, One of our family members is commenting, Philip Jefferson. Hi there, Philip. Welcome to the conversation. He shares that is so true and on point. What it is, is that both people want to have the last word and both want the other to see and agree with their point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Lily is joining us and she's sending love to everybody, everybody. And we receive it and we return it right back to you. Um, Joanne shares, I've been following... Uh, Fire Department Commissioner Adam Thiel before he came to Philadelphia. He's great. I met the distinct wise Kevin Bethel two times before he was offered to be the PPD commissioner. I love that. And Eric has a question. Eric asks, well, he shares first. Good evening, Jude. Welcome. Do you believe our current city legislation has enough diversity or is there more to come? Also, do you ever get free time to return to LaSalle University? <laughs> That's my alma mater. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with the uh, top. I think we still have so much more to do um, in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, just like walking in a room filled with white people, that's not diverse. Just like walking in a room filled with brown people is not diverse. And same thing across the board. And so I think we have a long way to go uh, to truly be inclusive for our our communities. We have made such tremendous progress, but I don't think we should take progress for granted. And so I'm really looking forward to the incoming administration, creating a cabinet, creating city departments and agencies that truly reflect the welcoming city that we live in. And so really excited for that. And free time for LaSalle. LaSalle is my alma mater. Um, I'm a huge fan of the new president, President Allen. And so I try to make it there if I'm invited. And of course, uh, we'll be pursuing doing my master's there in the new year. Woohoo! Family, you see that? You see that? I just loved you to pieces. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have just joined us, you are tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. We are talking with Jude 
Hussein. And we are talking about Mayor-elect Parker. We're talking about all things uh, involving our fair city, our legislation, um, the incoming cabinet. We're talking about every single thing. And guess what? You two are invited to the conversation. You can feel free to give us a call because you know the phone lines are always open. Y'all know I won't talk to you anyway. And you can feel free to share a comment in our comment section. If you do not want me to read it on the air, just let me know. And I won't do so. I won't do so. But we will discuss it. We'll discuss it. But if you do want us to share it on the air, I'll do my best to do so. But know that you are invited to this conversation. I want to know. Jude wants to know what you think and how you feel about the incoming. We want to know. Well, um, we, you know, we've had a brief conversation in the past. Well, as a matter of fact, the day it was announced, our new newly elected mayor uh, would be our new leadership. But I'm curious to know what you think and what you feel about what we are talking about right here, uh, about the fact that the, the cabinet hasn't been named. What, what do you think about that? How do you feel about, or do you, do you care one way or the other? I mm-hmm. want to know that too, because you know, I like to know if you do not care as well, but I just want to know um, what do you think about the transition team, about the idea of it. Come on, family, talk to us, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. You know, I'm curious to know um, what you think and how you feel. And I believe communication is key. Um mm-hmm. I really and truly, truly do. I'm, I know that I always learn something, something. And it is always a goal of mine that if I don't walk away with some new information that you do, that we all learn something or if we just share and talk about it because this is the space to do it. This is what we do right here. This is what we do. So we've talked about the mayor's transition team. I had no idea that there could be 600 individuals in a transition team. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea no idea oh eric is eric is shouting to the hilltops he shares woohoo go get that masters you go get it <laughs> let's I'm his angel um, and he shares thank you for your contribution and dedication you know one thing i did not share with our family members we have about two minutes before we go to commercial break but i i wanted to share with them about the event that you organized i don't i, I should probably wait until we come back from commercial break, because I really, really, really want you to talk with us about it. But it, it was a monumental event. Third and Palestinian Day of Solidarity here in the city of Philadelphia. Yes. Woo. Yes. Yes. I, w- I want to know if you could share with us when we come back from commercial break, um, all about it, because I have to be honest with you, I still don't have a good understanding of what is taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I believe the event that you planned, the solidarity event was such, such a genuinely just good event and, and, and effort for, uh, to bring everybody together that I just want our family members to know about it. So if you could please tell us when we come back, family, guess what? It's time for us to take another short commercial break, but you know that we're coming right back. So stay with us. Because we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I think I know. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. 
You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are talking with Jude Hussein in this hour, and we're talking about Mayor-elect Parker and the transition into new leadership. Now, I was sharing with you about an event that uh, for which Jude was, I mean, that she orchestrated, facilitated, is for which she is responsible. And I, and I want her to share with us briefly, if she doesn't mind, so that those of you who are unaware and are unfamiliar are now knowledgeable. But I still have some questions. I still have questions. Absolutely. So the third Palestinian Philadelphia Day of Solidarity really embraces the Palestinian community that dates back um, close to 100 years here in the city of Philadelphia, where there is a thriving Palestinian community that demonstrates Palestinian excellence, where um, Palestinians are doctors, business owners, musicians, students um, that have uh, that has historically contributed across the city, both socially, economically, um, and culturally. And so the third day um, was on November 28th, where we recognized all of those individuals. Um, and I am Palestinian myself. I am a proud Palestinian. I'm a proud Arab. I'm a proud immigrant and really uh, embraced all people of all walks of life. This is not just a day for Palestinians, but a day where all neighbors feel welcome to come and recognize the Palestinian community and become a part of the Palestinian community as the welcoming community that we are. And so really, really happy to have it be an annual day in the city of Philadelphia and look forward to um, having the incoming administration support too. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I do want to share that Ms. Rosalind, I love it, love bug. Hi, Ms. Rosalind. She is checking in and she's sending love to everyone, everyone, each and every one of us. Malcolm shares in response to what we were talking about just before the commercial break, there are so many issues to be addressed that he can see why it would take a huge team. I was sharing that I had no idea it could take up to 600 members to comprise a transition team. I had no idea. So now, Jude, as we were talking about the incoming administration, what mm -hmm. does that mean for the current uh, Kenny staffers? What, is, what does that mean for them? Mm -hmm. So right now we see that um, according to what we know and what has been made public, that there is no word whether all of Kenny's staffers have a job come January 2nd and 3rd in the first week of January. And so that goes to to show what is, you know, Mayor-elect Parker's team doing to notify these people with notice whether they will be um, in their positions. So we're talking about uh, quite a few people, even spanning to IT people, um, spanning in different um, departments. And so um, it's really critical for people to know that they have their job, right? And I think there's a sense of, oh, well, if it's not a higher level position, we don't have to worry about uh, that. But Everyone wants to know that there's security, no matter what. Everyone needs to know right before the holidays, before Christmas, before, you know, now Hanukkah has come, but uh, before Hanukkah, before all of these holidays, whether or not they'll be there in the new year. And so um, really concerning that there hasn't been made mention of who is staying.
coming and who is going. Um, and so we really have to think about uh, the the morality of that and and how we are choosing to lead um, and let these people know that deserve it and really great people who have dedicated themselves to public service and love what they do right I think there's a notion of you know city employees and they're just kind of robots and like but they truly yeah, yeah. love to better this city and have um, dedicated a lot a lot of time to bettering processes and uh, being a part of all sorts of different things. So in what amount of time is staff, or, it, or I should ask, is there uh, typically uh, an amount of time in which current staff or incoming staff is notified? Or, or so how is that normally? So usually it's at the discretion of um, the communication based on the current mayor and the incoming mayor. And okay. um, we'll see that, you know, uh, looking at history, certain key positions um, which we've mentioned earlier, Carol, are usually announced end of November, early December. So people understand the different shifts um, and that communication is being known to the public and also internally, right? Who is going to lead these departments and what does that look like for them? So they can start making those personnel decisions. And so you always want to do it as early as you can after the general election um, because people are waiting. Uh, even if it's what people consider, you know, maybe not a leadership position, um, yes. but still function in those departments. And so um, what are we doing to making sure we cultivate safe, inclusive, transparent uh, uh, spaces? And so we really have to look at, you know, Mayor-elect Parker's team and what they're doing to demonstrate transparent communication. And that goes back to really uh, Mayor-elect Parker having a staff that is thorough, that is communicative, that is clear, uh, and that really puts community first and, and, and the people that serve community too, because sure. those people matter too. Sure, sure. So here we are in the middle of December. Could mm -hmm. it be problematic that we, uh, uh, that a cabinet has not yet been identified or, well, how about I'll start there. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to the point, like, do people want to work for Mayor-elect Parker's team? And um, what are we doing to get people into city government? And why hasn't there been any announcements? And what can community do to support Mayor-elect Parker in getting people in this, you know, in her team in City Hall, in these different agencies that span across the city of Philadelphia? And why hasn't there been any communication? Um, and who is making these decisions um, is really important, too, because people want to know, especially in the state of the city, that uh, there is a government that has their back especially after a really, really trying time um, in the past few years. And so really looking to Mayor-elect Parker's team to really uphold communication standards. Hmm. Hmm. I just have so many things swirling around in my head right now. Eric is sharing a comment uh, in response to your description of the event that you facilitated. He shares that event had to be awesome. I can see the pride in your smile and the confidence in your voice. Such beautiful camaraderie. Thank you. I love that. Lo I, I love our family members. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just so curious to know. Um, hmm, I'm hopeful. I will say that. I'm hopeful 
that even though, you know, the incoming leadership has not yet been identified, that, that conversations are, are taking place at least um, and that some plans are being made in the background and, and maybe that, um, you know, we'll all be surprised, pleasantly surprised. I'm, I'm praying that we will all be pleasantly surprised because I, I am hopeful with our new leadership and I am prayerful with our new leadership. And I feel like, you know, a new beginning is what the city needs. We definitely need a new beginning. So I am hopeful and prayerful. Jude, I hate that the hour goes by so quickly. It flies by, Carol. Doesn't it? It does. I feel like we say hello and then we say, all right, family. You guys get rid of me. Oh, no. No, no, no. Never, never, never. Never. (laughs) <laughs> but I cannot wait for your return and I'm always happy to see you I love you thank love you so you. much for having me and the family on here is like my family too and so thank you guys so much for listening in you already know your family we need light you are family mm-hmm. we love when you come we love when you come um, We, I, I, quite honestly I love the topics that we discuss and I love, love digging deep in into these things because where else where else? Where else are we going to do it with love and understanding and patience with one another? Absolutely. So we one day I'm going to have your voice, Carol. That's all I want in this life. <laughs> I just want to be like Carol, y'all. You if know. I can sit here and talk to you guys all day, but I have like the perfect pace tone. I'm just trying to sing too. I have a terrible singing voice. I did not see that coming. I did not. <laughs> I tried to surprise you, and I and I <laughs> you know that I truly mean it. <laughs> That okay, you that was I felt you know that came came out of nowhere. It did, I know it did. Is your love bug? I know it did. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, June. Thank you, I'll be loving. We will see you next time. We will see you when you come back to visit with us. Okay, you be well. Sending love, guys. (laughs) See you next time, June. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 